The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. It's a Thursday edition of the PFT PM Podcast from Indianapolis, site of the Scouting Combine. Our Thursday not nearly as busy active and demanding as Wednesday was, but we had plenty of new interviews, and here are three fresh interviews, some of which you may see on Friday morning's PFT Live Extravaganza, which will feature four hours of live TV, three hours of live radio. I still don't understand the math here. It's 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern, radio only, 7 to 9 radio TV, 9 to 11 TV-only new hours while we are re-airing the live radio show that airs from 6 to 9 Eastern. That'll be on from 9 to 12 Eastern. Anyway, tomorrow's the first day we've got four hours of TV time on NBCSN. Most days it will just simply be a re-air of what's on from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow it is live for four hours, 7 to 11 a.m. Eastern on NBCS and from the Scouting Combine. Plenty of things to discuss, plenty of interviews to share with you, plenty to analyze, and for now, three interviews that we hope you will enjoy. We'll start with the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, the 2017 NFL Coach of the Year, guy who took the Rams to the Super Bowl in early February, and a guy who just gets it. He gets it. He's going to be around for a while. Part of what you'll hear is how long he may intend to coach. He's still only 33 and could do it for as long as he's been living, if not longer. So here's the conversation Chris Sims and I had earlier today with Rams head coach Sean McVay. All right, he is the 2017 NFL coach of the year, 2018 NFC champion head coach Sean McVay, already two years down and starting year three as an NFL head coach. Welcome back to the program, buddy. How are you? Thanks. It's, Mike. it's been a while, Mike. It's been hard, a while. Hard-hitting stuff, okay, right off the right, bat. We're ready, too. I mean, we're we're we bring, I'm bringing the heat right here, okay? I don't know if you're you not, pull it. You're not wasting mean, any time, I'm Chris. a little disappointed. I mean, you know, the power rankings in the NFC West, they've been thrown out of whack. You know that? I mean, no. you're no longer the best-looking coach in the NFC West. You Cliff know Kingsbury That's is the, the new title holder. I think I'm Kyle, putting you at two, and I'm putting Kyle at three. Where's, then, I mean, he, Pete is just – He's, he's, he's good. Now, muscles, you win respect. the muscle award. So I'll beat him up then. You'll beat him up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's no doubt about that. I uh, love it. <laughs> How are you feeling after two years of doing this job now? Because the, the sense is you're going to do it for like 40 more years. No chance. Uh, I feel I feel good. You know, it's funny, actually, because I would say that this year I felt better than I did after the first year. And I think a lot of that is, all right, how can you un- have a legitimate understanding of how important that sleep is and being more efficient with your time and how you maximize every single day? Um, you know, certainly the season is a grind, 
but love this to say that I'll be doing that for 40 more years. That means that I, you know, that I'm still coaching. If I'm still doing this 40 years from now, I will be shocked. But, but seriously, <laughs> you look at guys like Belichick and yeah. Carroll, right? 66, 67. Uh, and they've been doing it all this time. Sure. I, I mean, I know I look at it and say, hey, you know what? He's, I'm going to be dead and he's still going to be coaching. I mean, do you look at them and say, that's what I want to do? I want to still be doing it when I'm that age? I think what I have more than anything is is such a respect that they've been able to sustain and do it so so well at such a high level for so long. You know, because it is a grind. I mean, you know, the, the mental toll, and I think every single year hopefully provides an opportunity to be more efficient, uh, you know, surround yourself with great people, which we've been able to do in these first two years. But um, I wouldn't say that. That I look at it like that. I think there's more of just a, an admiration for their sustainability and how long they've been able to do it. I mean, Wade's the same way. I mean, you look at the production for what Wade's been able to do for so long. Um, but I, I know I love it right now. But if I don't figure out how to start balancing it out and getting a little bit more sleep, I'm, I'm probably going to burn myself out. With the balance, like how yeah. do you, you know, how do you do it? How do you stay in shape? What, 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 what is it? How many hours a night sure. of sleep per night? You know, where, what kind of music? How do you check out? What yeah. do you do? That's a good question. I think the big biggest thing from a sleep standpoint yeah. early on in the week you know it's anywhere between you know four four and a half hours Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday but I try to be really mindful and this is something that I noticed a big difference because I want to be sharp on Sundays sure. is two days out really those Fridays and Saturday nights trying to really at least get eight hours of sleep right right and and you know it's not necessarily eight straight it's any sort of accumulation and, and that was really beneficial you might take a nap is what you're saying yeah, too? yeah absolutely yeah, good for and, you and that's something yeah. that that I think I definitely felt a difference just in in terms of you know how you know your focus your concentration how quick you're able to be right. some of the decisions that you inevitably have to make on Sundays and then even just popping in for 10 to 15 minutes right after practice or right before and doing a quick little you know cardio or something just like get a that. sweat going absolutely yeah. so um, you know those are things that have been helpful but I also think just being more efficient where you kind of know some of the things that you're inevitably gonna have to navigate in that role that you know you have no idea until you get into it yeah and and being able to lean on people but then having a better idea going into year two where you're able to self-reflect I think was a little bit more helpful. When your head hits the pillow, are you a guy that it takes a while to decompress and fall asleep or are you right out? You know, it depends. I, I usually hit it pretty quick, but then I usually am waking up sweating, dreaming about, you know, whatever <laughs> defensive pressure. Double or coverage yeah, or something, right? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, I sleep pretty well. And, and you know, but I am, uh, you know, but that that, in, that internal clock goes off pretty early in the morning, but but I, I get tired pretty pretty uh, early as well. Do you have, like, crazy dreams where you're like, like, because I know that I'll have, like, dreams like I'm late for the show, for example, like I he was, was today. <laughs> he was late but, for but the show. Let's not talk about that. But do, do, you have, do you ever have like weird dreams like you're coaching a game and there's like aliens landing? I mean, just like we all have those misfiled dreams. You're I used to not have like my that? helmet going out to like the field. Really? I, I still have that dream even though I'm not playing anymore. You know, I, I have had some dreams. You know, I had a dream. I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a media reporter that I actually was playing. I forced a fumble and picked it up and ran it for a touchdown in the Super Bowl leading into the game. You know, I think it might have been you, Chris. <laughs> but I... I'll tell you what is more likely to happen with coaches is you get later on in the week, you take a nap on like Friday because that's usually the day that you get out a little bit earlier. Right. And this has happened to me multiple times where you'll fall asleep on your couch, maybe at, let's just say it's five and you wake up at 7.30 at night. And you're, oh my gosh, it's the next day I overslept. You don't know where, right. you don't know where And you, you are, get up. Right. I mean, I've heard of coaches that have actually gotten into their car and started driving to work in those types of situations. Right. Usually mine is about a two minute panic 
where I'm running around before uh, Veronica looks at me and says, what's wrong with you? It's Friday night. Yeah. That's <laughs> always the worst feeling, though. When you wake up from a nap, oh, you wake so up in the middle of the night, like, where am I? Yes. What am I doing? Where am I supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's a bad one. It's, it's part of the football culture. How about, like, right now? I mean, yeah. do you feel like you're in catch-up mode, you know, going into the Super Bowl as far as free agency draft? Yeah, we're definitely behind, you yeah. know. But I, I think that as long as we don't try to rush through things, uh, just being efficient, maximizing those days, but you're definitely way behind in terms of your scheme evaluation. Yeah. You know, I really haven't had a chance to dive into a lot of these guys just draft-wise. And so much of that is predicated on, well, what's the feel of our team, the guys that we want to re-sign? Yeah. Then how do you always project not only the 90, but being mindful of 53, and then also what's your projected 46? Right, right. You know, so a lot of those things play into it, but we're definitely behind. That's why you're excited about, you know, kind of doing some things in the meantime where, you know, you like doing this. You know, this is what's great about our jobs. We, we love this. So sure. studying players, uh, studying other teams, studying ourselves is, is something that we're excited about, but it is something we're going to have to be a little bit more efficient and probably have a little bit longer days early on in the offseason than we're accustomed Does to. Does it give you more appreciation for, I know you got appreciation for the Marty, but for yeah. New England and how they've been able to do this yeah, so long? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I, you know, that's the one thing, Chris, that, you know, and I know you have a respect for them, but, but you know, people say after that game, oh, you get back. And you're like, no, you don't get it if you just think that because it's so hard and there's so many things that the year entails. And that's why you got to enjoy one day at a time the offseason. And for them to just be able to reset the way that Bill's able to keep everybody focused, never allow the complacency to set in, it's unparalleled. I mean, yeah. it's, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. If we give you a one mulligan from the Super Bowl, and, we, and we've resisted talking about the Super Bowl sure. as long as possible. Oh, you, you, know, you, you get talk about it all the time. But one thing that you could do over from that game, what would it be? Well, you know, I, I don't. I, here's what I would say to that. There's a lot of things. I think the biggest thing that you you try to do is okay when you're specifically a play caller. It's you want to have a feel for the flow of the game, and obviously early on they clearly declared that in the early downs they were going to play a front structure and more of a quarters principle game where they were topping it down. That was something that, that we had a feel for early on. But what I would do differently is make sure that you're putting your players in a position the way that you practice and prepare to have an ownership for some of the things that we activated. So it's it's one thing to call a play. Yeah, as a coach it's easy to say, well, you're calling something for quarters coverage and we didn't do this. That, that's an excuse. you got to make sure that you're putting your players in a position to have the ownership and so I think with the way that you prepare, having a better contingency plan, knowing that, yeah, they put a lot of man coverage on tape, but let's make sure you got a better all-purpose menu, some different things that we can activate that give Jared or other players a better chance to, you know, have success. And that's what I would do leading up to it so that they kind of understood and had a better feel for the intent of some of the calls. Can you give us an example of one situation where that may have happened? If it had been different, Yeah, like I look been, at it like the, like the fifth play of the game, you know, we were calling a play versus quarters where we had Cooks leaning out, you know, not the one that everybody talks about where he was in the end zone. Yeah. Where you mean the other a, one, the first time you called there, the cross, that to me was post, even better look for there it. Was, the one, you know, yeah. because McCourty didn't replace, you know, so right. playing a quarters principle, right. the safety jumped Robert Woods coming on the high cross. Yep. And in a lot of instances, Cooks was leaning out with Gilmore on his outside half and taking it across. And if McCourty doesn't back up, you know, that's where you've seen Jared, he'll come out of his out of that drop and immediately his eyes are big down the field and he's launching that on one hitch right. and I feel like if I had done a better job echoing and articulating the intent knowing hey I'm calling this one because we're expecting quarters this is what they were doing different yeah. than what the week of preparation entailed right I think that he probably makes that play or we give ourselves a chance to you know and they did such a great job you don't want to take a you know away the credit the Patriots yeah, yeah we a understand great job, but yep. to me I think it's it's one thing to say oh well and you know Chris yeah. we're calling the play for this but did we really put 
put the players in a position to know the intent, right. the mechanics, and then be able to, to problem solve being, or yeah, execute right. it and know here's what we're thinking. Right. Yeah. And you know I, when people I, hear that they think, well, why didn't you? Well, we talked about a lot the play of stuff the to do. You got yeah. so, you if for everything you have to do, even with two weeks to get ready, there may be for all it takes is one play where it wasn't communicated the way that you want it because there's only so many hours in sure. the there's only so much you can cram into the guys that that's the you know that's where it just all kind of lines up and manifests itself yeah. Yeah. and and the reason I say that play too is because if you're able to hit that right. and make them pay, then I think it forces them to make some adjustments where we never really made them pay, so they were able to just kind of play that consistent front structure, coverage structure on the normal down and distances, and then they were really able to dictate it as opposed to you know what we want to try to do offensively. Yeah, never scared them uh, out of. Yeah, we anything. never we never yeah. made them pay for that, and 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 you know we had another we had some chances, but ultimately I I could have done a much better job, but that one play, if you said one, I mean yeah. I could think of about thirty yes. in the game, but that one stand. Out because it's that early in the game, and then you th hopefully think that it affects and alters, you know, the way that they have to adjust and adapt to us, as opposed to us trying to make them pay, and you know, weren't able to do that as a result of a lot of things that you know, I, me not putting our players in the right spots. Your kid genius, like we, I, he makes money. Not right now. I'm, that. Well, I'm no, boy blunder. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I like that. I like that. That's very, very good there. Um, but I, I am always amazed about you and everything. You're, you're you know, you're a approach, the way you conduct yourself on a daily basis. Also, just your appearance, which matters. Like, I, and I know this might sound silly. Yeah. Do you have like a barber who comes to the facility, or you do you go to a barber? Do you go to a hairstylist? That means a lot. You know, yeah. I, I I do think she does a nice job with my hair. She does. So you got a smoking hot girlfriend. No disrespect <laughs> that way. I mean, I'll tell yeah, you, you're a doing a good job, right? Yeah. My wife has a you crush what? on I you. I am the man, so. aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? It is. Uh, I do have a. She. The barber will sometimes come to the facilities Facility, if right? need be, or yeah. it's right by us. And uh, you know, I get a lot more recognition because they're like, who is the dud with the freaking pretty chick right there? My <laughs> girlfriend's got more followers on Instagram. And I'm like, you know what? I'll take it, right? Right, right. <laughs> I'm a lucky man. Hey, one of the things the Patriots have impressed us with over the years, their ability, no matter how the season ends, with a Super Bowl win, with a Super Bowl loss, a loss in the playoffs, they always find a way to forget Incredible. everything that happened. And I'm sure that's easier said than done. What's the biggest challenge from your perspective for you, coaching staff, everyone, players, everyone, forget last year and focus on zero and zero going forward. I think you just said it, Mike, and, and it's a consistent approach and and really it's that daily operation and it's that complacency you never allow it to set in. I mean, for them to really go to three straight and then lose it last year and be the only team since 72 to come back and win it is, is unbelievable. But I think what they do such a great job of, just from my understanding from the outside in, is every year presents new challenges. There's a focus, there's a concentration on what they want to do to get better. The complacency never sets in, but I think one of the things that you'll hear us talk about moving forward that really helps keep me on track is, you know, you want to learn from the past, produce in the present, and prepare for the future. But people that say, oh, you're just going to be right back, you know, that's not the way to look at it at all. Yeah, you came up short in the Super Bowl, but to even put yourself in a position to compete requires that one day at a time focus and concentration, and I think that's why it's important to have people, coaches, players that love football, because then you love the process that the year entails, whether it be the off-season program, training camp, one game at a time, and, and putting yourself in a position to hopefully win the opener. All right, you got. I mean, you got some good problems to have because yeah. you're so talented. But how do you how do you balance all of it? Dante Fowler and Dominic Sue, you know, kind of what's your approach here? 
Yeah, that's the biggest thing, Chris, yeah. is figuring out with our guys that are going to be free, how we prioritize that within the framework of, you know, the budget and the cap. And, and a lot of that is predicated on, all right, let's identify those core pieces that are coming back. Let's have a look at what does the draft, you know, entail. Sure, that's right. where you really rely on less and those guys getting ahead of us. What does free agency look like? And then clearly we've explored the trade avenues as a way to you, acquire players. Seems like you make so, a splash every year. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that I think is good where there's, you know, you, you never want to be able to shy away from an opportunity to be aggressive if we feel like it makes us better. Dante Fowler is a big guy that we want right. back. I mean, yeah. he's, he's an important part Made of it. Third round pick and, for Yeah, him absolutely. Too, right? yeah. And I thought he made a big difference for us. Definitely. You know, there's certain guys you just feel the explosion. Uh, you know, he had two game-winning plays for us. When you look at Seattle where he forces the fumble and right. then you look at New Orleans where forces the Aaron throw by Drew. John Johnson makes a great pick. So yep. he he impacted the game. I thought he played great in the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl too. He was, he was violent. Made a lot of all, plays in the like run game. Getting out on the back and coverage, he really was phenomenal. He did a great job in yeah. that. We got to let you run, but, yeah. but real quick, still texting with Belichick even after the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. <laughs> Another one too, when he no, texts. you say congratulations. Is, he's he's got better text than I do. Actually, is he more likely to go eggplant emoji or poop emoji? You know what? I, I don't think I can answer that one. I don't know enough about the emojis yeah. to answer that. We got there. We got Sean. Congratulations. That was oh, great. We look thanks, forward to guys. talking to you again soon. Take care, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks to Sean McVay for his time. We're going to keep it in the NFC West guy who is more than twice the age of Sean McVay, a guy who's been coaching for a long time, and a guy who has helped the Seahawks turn things around, pressed the reset button in 2018 in many respects, and propelled the Seahawks back toward the postseason and possibly back toward championship contention in 2019 and beyond. Here is Seahawks coach Pete Carroll from earlier today. He had an incredible run at USC and now an incredible run with the Seattle Seahawks. Nine years in, this is the 10th season for Coach Pete Carroll. He joins us now. Coach, welcome back. How are you? What's up, guys? Good to hey, see you. Doing good. Hey, I'm, congratulations, too. We, we be, I don't know if you believe. No, no, I you believe, really were hardcore. I believe that even with all the changes, that, that this was a playoff team in 2018. I was a believer from day one. I understood why you guys were doing what you're doing, and congratulations Appreciate that it. it all worked out the way I'm, you intended. I'm well, telling you. Well, well, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite work out the way we intended, but uh, it was a solid year for us and set the stage for, I hope, a couple of years coming up here that we're going to be a really good club. One thing Russell Wilson told me after the win over the Lions 28-14, he said, this feels like 2012 all over again. So we know what happened in 2012. We know what happened in 2013. Is that leap in store for the Seahawks as this this new version gets its footing. Well, we'll see. You know, the, uh, there is a there's a, a common feeling about it, and, and there's an energy about the club. There's an energy in the locker room. Uh, there's a newness. There's a there's a youthfulness with good experience leadership, which was part of the, the makeup back then too. I think it's all part of it. Um, so we have uh, the elements are, are, are lining up. We got to put together a, a great offseason. We got some some work to do now. You know, we got work to do here in, in free agency. We've got work to do in the draft, and uh, we got to you know put this thing together and continue. Continue to maintain a really competitive uh, environment for us. If we do that, we got a chance to be pretty good now. I'm excited about it. He, he was saying all along, and I'll give him credit because I don't want to really give him too much credit, okay? But he I know this hurts you. You know, you know, this Pete Carroll, he knows what he's doing. He knows when to flip over the team. You know, he just is always on that bandwagon. What is it, uh, or what do you see as a coach who's been around football so long to know, okay, it's time, the lifeline of this team is done. We need to turn things over. Well, that's, that's not an easy decision. Yeah. You know, you yeah. get attached and connected to everybody, and, and 
and uh, for all the right reasons and, and all the really good reasons, you know. We had a lot of emotional accomplishments in, in the years that we put together. And to make changes is really, really challenging and difficult. But, um, you know, you just got to... You just got to go with your gut and, and, and do what you got to do. It, 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 you know, hopefully you, your timing's good. And it's difficult. It's just it's just awkward and uncomfortable and all of that. But you got to make tough decisions. And, and fortunately, our decisions have worked out well for guys that are, that are here. Yeah. Guys that have gone other places too. They, right. They've done you know they've done well uh, moving on. So um, that's just part of the deal, and that's uh, part of competing. The you're like the older wiser man of the nfc west like i've been power ranking you know they got all these these young up-and-coming whippersnappers awesome? right awesome. Yeah, i've been like i've been power ranking them all right coach so i want you to help me here i'm just looks alone the hell with the football are coaching. you power ranking them due, due to their, their performance on madden or no just oh. just no, just their looks <laughs> okay, just their okay. profile straight on and to the <laughs> side but you know i'm going kingsbury one he's got a, like a ryan gosling effect i'm going mcveigh two <laughs> and i'm close with kyle so i'm going to make him three there but would you agree with those power rankings there no i don't, I don't know it's a toss up every year, crank it back up again, see where everybody goes. They're all they're all loaded with talent, and uh, I think Sean has had a big effect, you know, on the league and the right. owners and all that. The, yes. the young guy can come in and do this. I think it's thrilling. Right. I think it's thrilling. You I know, wanted I mean, you to talk about their looks, though. I didn't no, know I you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank hey, you. After Marshawn Lynch left. <gasps> You know, it felt like you guys kept trying different options at running back. Yeah, we and couldn't find one. Now you got three. How do you keep three guys who are all highly talented, all highly productive? How do you keep them all happy week in and week out? Well, it's it, that's a challenge, but it's a good challenge. You know, it's a competitive challenge. And those guys got they play for their for their minutes. You know, they they, they perform for their opportunities and all of that. Uh, and hopefully, it remains competitive. All three guys did really well this year and, and uh, added to a, a style that we really were excited about to get back to. We missed you know for a couple. Of years there feeling what it's like to run the football with authority and how that fits into your whole club and, and, and all of that uh, this year it was definitely back and, and uh, um, really it starts with Russ you know because Russ is a factor in the running game too and, and it's always contributed to it um, but, but then it extends all the way through uh, Shadi and, and Mike Solari and those guys that, that you know adapted their style to, to you know the philosophy that we wanted and, and then to watch those guys go out there banging every week was great you know and and, uh, and of course uh, the guys up front I, somebody mentioned in the, in the interview earlier, well, you're coming back with some kind of some continuity in a sense, you know, in your running game and in your, in your guys up front. That's the first time anybody said that in a couple yeah. of years yeah. for us. No doubt so about it. So I'm thrilled to hear that. Uh, led by Dwayne Brown, you know, Dwayne Brown is a fantastic leader. Uh, a couple of nice additions last year, you know, with the guards with uh, Fluker and Sweezy, you know, made made a, a significant difference to us. And then the growth of, of uh, Jermaine Fetty too, you know, and, and uh, so it's a good group, really good group, and uh, I'm excited about it and looking forward to that style. Hopefully, uh, teams won't be able to keep us from running. And that's what we like to see happen. You dominant Super Bowl win and then heartbreaking Super Bowl loss. Which one do you think about more? Does do like yeah. Well, no, I go to the I go. To the win. You go to the win more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm tormented by the other one, but but I go with the win. You know, because of uh, all of the joy that it brought for yeah. all of the people in our area. That's a it's an extraordinary uh, accomplishment for a community. You know, and and uh, you know, in any team, even the teams that win, you know, that have won a few of them, like New England, they go back and they bring it back to their fans. There's such a pride about that, and such a such a swelling of the you know of the following and all of that and it's it's thrilling so that that's that's life lesson yeah. uh, life you know accomplishments and, and yeah. they're fun to hold on to those but uh, you gotta learn from the other ones too now right you know, right and, and which which we all do yeah the I, human I mean, element of the game fascinates me and when Frank Clark explained this past season that you know the guys who were still for whatever reason thinking about 49 and can't get past 49 it's almost like they had to go 
before you really could turn the page conclusively. And I mean, is that does he have the right read on what was going on? Because he arrived in the aftermath of '49. Well, there's it's, it's all individual, you know. It isn't like a collective where everybody felt exactly the same way. There's a lot of guys that were that made it through, and there's a lot of guys that, that dragged with them. And and uh, you know. It's ex- extraordinary, extraordinarily important to learn from your from the, the missteps uh, and to grow from them. And it's how you do that and how you move on is really what, what shows who you are. And, and so it's a it's a great challenge and and, uh, and it's not easy. And it's uh, an individual thing. And you know you try to get everybody to be exactly on the same page, but it's hard. You know and and. Uh, Everybody feels it. The impact of the big wins can be just as devastating as the, as the impact of the big losses. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win a Super Bowl and come back and be part of it again. I mean, look at how, how yeah. rarely that happens, sure. you know. So, uh, uh, it, and it's because of the impact of the victory, of the accomplishment. And so they're, they're hard in both directions, and you got to learn from them, and hopefully you can do it really well. A legendary college coach, legendary NFL coach. Who are you talking about? You. I'm talking about you. You are going down as one of the greats of all time as a football coach. You are. Whether you like it or not, that's what you are. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, talk about the challenges, the differences, I guess I would say, between college football and the NFL and being the head coach. It is a different game. Right. It is different. The ball is the same. When you're on the field and you're practicing and you're getting ready and you're in the locker rooms, all those things are the same and the great aspects of it are all there. Uh, the, the format and the makeup of the college game is so much different than, than the NFL game. There's so much more freedom in the NFL. There's so much more uh, uh, opportunity to grow and to dig deep and to really, uh, yeah. you know, reach into the resources that you can that you can generate. Uh, it makes it really, really. Uh, exciting for a guy like myself I man right. it, it, it's as challenging as it can possibly get and your opponents are as, is are so well equipped also that the, the level of play is so much more equal you know that it, it just makes the whole challenge of it uh, the, the greatest that you can find and so it's uh, it's it, it's it's the same it's much different yeah you know it's, yeah. It's, it's both, I, I, both yeah. ends of it Right. One of the challenges at the NFL level, salary cap, free agency, contracts, et cetera. you got a quarterback entering the final year of his contract. When does the effort begin to try to lock him up well beyond 2019? Well, no, that effort's ongoing now. You know, we, we have a tremendous relationship with Russ, and, and he's been an incredible part of our club. And, the, and I've, like I said, the community, all aspects of the league, all aspects of sports in the, around the country, you know, he, he's an extraordinary uh, factor. And, and uh, we like to celebrate the years that he's had with us with continuing you know more years and, and putting it all together so that's ongoing well we congratulate you okay, on i want to ask go, one, go one more quick go thing ahead. just one quick go thing because i've done this with a few coaches i who's you've been around so many cool people and i really respect the way you approach things who's like the biggest star that you've met like Pete carroll you've been like wow i can't believe i'm sitting here talking to this guy oh will ferrell will far. ferrell yeah yeah he's, yeah, yeah he, I'm always intimidated by his presence. Is that right? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You had me, coach. Don't do that to me. I'm gullible. No, he's been as much fun as anybody I've ever been around. Right. Cool. All right, Thanks well, coach, congratulations. It's fun talking to you. It's fun to watch what the Seahawks did last year. We're rooting for you in 2019. Right. We look right. forward to talking to you again. Appreciate the support over the years. Here. We're going to go at it again. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank Thanks, you, coach. Thanks. All right, thanks again to Coach Carroll, and we're going to flip over to the AFC West now, a guy that you may not know very well, a guy who kind of stays in the background, a guy who doesn't get a whole lot of press and notoriety, even though he should, because he's the guy who was instrumental in the Kansas City Chiefs identifying and landing the best player currently in the National Football League, quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Here is third-year Chiefs general manager Brett Veach from earlier today at the Media Center at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. 
Officially, he's the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. Unofficially, he's the guy who discovered Patrick Mahomes, sort of. The guy who drafted Patrick Mahomes, the guy who lobbied heavily to get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Brett Veach, and he joins us now. Brett, great seeing you, buddy. How are you? Yeah, great great to be here, Mike. It's an exciting time to be in Indianapolis and get this 2019 season started. Well, we've been singing your praises because we are all in with Mahomes. Yeah. We, we knew, I knew before this season, Chris got on board fully yeah. and completely once we saw what he did week one, week he two. He knows I just, was on board, it, yeah. board yeah. before that. Yeah. No, but you, but yeah. you took some coaxing. You weren't ready to well, sign on completely until you saw it in 2018. Well, yes, but he, but I know he's going to talk about what he yeah. saw in the draft process at least yeah. right now. No, I was telling Chris earlier, it was funny because, um, you know, we're like a couple weeks away from the draft and, and, you know, everyone's getting nervous. And, you know, when you start the process at the combine with Pat, it was like, we felt like we were good because most teams had them in the second, third round. But you know the, you know, you know the momentum's coming, and it's yeah, coming. Yeah. And now we're we're like a week away from from um, from the draft, and there was a big article. Chris Sims, you know, it's not even close. He's an express far of this and that. So I kind of showed coach, and I was like, man, I hope Chris doesn't blow this right at the end for us. You know, <laughs> leak this out. But I know you were a fan, and and yeah. you kind of saw the, you know the same stuff we saw. But it's been fun, and you know, it's uh, it's been a great year, and, and looking forward to adding talent around him and hopefully getting our team to Miami. So take us through those nine picks before you make the trade from right. 27 right, yeah. to 10, right? How, how nervous are you? How much are you thinking about going even higher in order to ensure that you get him and not someone else? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, our staff did, did a great job, and, and, and I think really 10 was, you know, was it. I mean, that's – so we were nervous, and, and I think, you know – Did what, you know the Saints were kind of Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, – I think that we were fairly confident that, you know, Arizona and the Saints, if Arizona didn't take them or New Orleans, whoever picked first, right. you know, if one team didn't take them, the other team was. So we, we knew where we had to get. I think the thing that we were most worried about was one of those two teams hopping over 10. And, um, you know, I thought we felt fairly confident that at 10 he'd be there. Our biggest concern was that a team behind us w- would trade up. And, um, you know, the, the palms are sweating. I think Cincinnati was on the on the clock. But when, when John Ross was – was was turned in and, and we knew that we'd have the chance to draft Patrick. Uh, it was certainly an exciting day. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. You know, I, I want to like just take you back to something you just said about you know you, here you are. You got Mahomes rated as one of your ten best player or maybe your best player. What is that like when you start to hear other teams? Or we got him as a second or third yeah. rounder. Did you panic? Do you go double back and watch yeah. again? No, no. I think you just you know you stay true to your evaluation and, and listen to it. Teams and you're going to spend so much time watching a ton of players. I mean, you're going to watch a ton of receivers, a ton of linemen, and maybe not as many quarterbacks. But every team is going to value players different, and, and, and you know every team is going to be successful with with, with, with a certain amount of players, and, and they're going to have their, their misses too. No team, you know, hits no every draft perfect. Picks. No, no. So, um, you know, you can probably say that about some of the quarterbacks or players we've taken that maybe didn't have as much success. So, um, I, I think at the end of the day, you just stick to what you believe in, stick to the tape, and stick to, stick to your process, and you'll be successful more often than not. Yeah. What do you? you think that you and a handful of other teams saw in Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech that, that so many other teams apparently didn't see? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think with, with Pat, uh, you certainly, you know the arm strength's there, and you know uh, he has a freaky delivery, can throw off any platform. Um, I think for me personally, you know, I saw a guy that um, you know was able to just make people around him better consistently. You know, I think, remember the first time watching it was, uh, I think, the, the Texas Bowl. They played LSU. I think uh, eight, uh, Texas Tech was 7-5, and five, playing an 8-3, and 8-2 and two LSU team. And, um, you know, they were certainly undermatched, right? I mean, um, SEC defense, uh, a lot of a lot of draft talent on that on that side of the ball and um, Pat didn't have certainly as much talent to work with but you know the game got 
out of hand late, but I mean, you knew right away, he was the best player in the field. Yeah, and that was right. a game that included Fournette and all these guys, right, but I mean, right. he was the best player in the field and, and kind of single-handedly kept him in the game. And it just showed his ability, no matter what the odds were, he was always going to have his team in a position to win because he was going to make people around him better. What was the moment when now you finally get him on the team where, and I know Alex Smith is a starter, where you just go, holy crap, we, we hit gold. Oh man, it wasn't. I mean, his his training camp. I mean, there's there's a lot of tape that there I mean, was. if you had a chance, you guys had a chance to watch. You'd be. I know the I throw mean, against the Titans, the preseason game. Right, he yeah, rolls yeah, to the right. 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 He looked behind yeah. him at one point, and and <laughs> yeah. he fired that laser there, and got blown yeah. up. That's when I said this guy's the real deal. Yeah, and and that was certainly impressive. There was a handful of. I mean. Rookie minicamp and, and OTAs. I mean, there's no pads on. Yeah, yeah, So sure. you appreciate the throws, but we got in a training camp, and it was funny because I think uh, Mike Mike Vick came by for a few days and, and to do some, um, you know, some coaching work with our young guys. And right. uh, there was a couple of throws Pat made that I, I remember being in the film with Mike, and Mike's like, was looking like, did he just do that? Yeah. And he's like, I've never seen that. And yeah. we were joking. This is Mike Vick saying yeah. he's never seen this. So right. when a quarterback like Mike Vick says he's never seen something, a guy who's probably seen mostly uh, everything. Right. I mean, you kind of know like this. And is, who could really is, throw himself? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's right. kind of why you know last year when you know, kind of said that, you know, this guy's the real deal. Even though he didn't start a full season, you knew it was coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. How hard was it to stick to the plan, though, in 2017 when you knew what he was doing in practice yeah. and he was looking so good and there was a point where the offense was struggling? And this may be more of a Coach Reed question, but from yeah. your perspective, the organization seemed determined to stick with this plan that this guy's getting a red shirt year, but there had to be at least a point where you thought, you know what, maybe it's time to unleash this guy in the NFL. Yeah, that's, you're right. That's a great Coach Reed question. But listen, I mean, there's a reason why Andy's been so successful. He has a, a process. He has a plan. And and I think for him, with all that talent, um, you know, that he had, I think it was more important for, for Pat to step on the field. And Andy's belief was, you know, when he has a, a true mental grasp of all the protections, all the checks, and all, all that kind of stuff, because, yeah, he can go out there and sling it. And may have he may have been successful, but there's also um, there's a chance he, he may have you know been hurt because he didn't identify that you know or make the right ID calls or anything like that. So I think Andy just knew that we had a, a plan in place for him. It was um, awesome to for Pat to, to learn under Alex Smith because Alex is, is as good as they get when it comes to professionals, teachers, mentors, and we just had a, a unique situation and, and it kind of worked out. You're dealing with a megastar, or he's on the verge of becoming a megastar. How do you not let one guy overtakes the whole team or you know how do you balance that out a little bit again it goes back to the you know the evaluation process and, and uh, again aside from all of his uh, tremendous physical attributes uh, how he's wired yeah. right I mean there's a lot of guys that had talent like Pat Mahomes but weren't successful because you know they weren't wired the right way so you go back to the belief in the person and and you know he's got a great family and and you know the kid you know, and, and I and I say this um, with the utmost confidence. The kid, the kid really has no ego. I mean, he's a hardworking kid. He's very humble. Same guy in the building, um, day in and day out. And you just trust in the kid and, and trust in um, you know all the things that led you to acquire him in the first place. Loves ketchup. Will the Chiefs be yeah, submitting a proposal to the competition committee and ownership to change overtime to ensure a possession even after a touchdown yeah. is scored? You know, I know Coach is, is working on that, and and um, you know, I, I I got so much going on with the draft and free agency that you know. Is I, that you know, something you want though? I mean, you, you you guys, you know, you got the best player in the NFL right now, and he didn't get a chance to play in overtime mm -hmm. in the AFC Championship yeah, I, I mean, that has to drive you crazy. I think everybody wants you know, chance for for guys. Um, to, to do what they do, and you know, I, I don't 
really see the the downside of, of, of having that, right? I mean, especially when you have a, a player like Pat Mahomes and, you know, we've been a lot of fun. And, and I think a lot of people would have been, um, if they weren't already tuned in for a great game, they certainly wouldn't have wanted to miss that overtime. It would have been fun. But, again, that's something the league will work out, and those guys are, are smarter than me, so they'll, they'll figure out what the when did the best plan of attack is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you. No, no, you're good. When did uh, the sting of that, that loss kind of finally fade away? Yeah, it's funny because, like, you know, the game's over, and I remember talking to um, – to coach and, and our, our personnel guys and, and I was like there's no way I'm gonna watch Super Bowl after a loss like that you know this close overtime game not having a chance to get the ball at the end yeah, and yeah. and you know that Monday or Tuesday I'm like I'm not watching that Super Bowl you know and then like by Wednesday you're like watching everything and all the all the podcasts and all the preview shows and it, it's I mean you know how it is I yeah. mean it, it it stings but at the same time um, when it's done it's done and now we're just it seems like it's a year ago already it really does and and, and it was only a few months ago but it, it feels like a year ago and, and we're excited about this season and, and um, should be a lot of fun yeah. how are you going to hold this team together over the long haul you got Tyree Kill you got Chris Jones you got Patrick Mahomes going to be eligible for a Ooh, contract man. after this year I mean there's yeah. going to be a lot you of you got work ahead of you yeah. how you going to do it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, it's um, you know, it's a good thing to have great players, but also there's there is the, you know the reality of, of, of having a cap and, and staying under that. Um, got a great staff and and Brant Tillis and Chris Shea, two guys that work in our department. Um, but it's funny when we drafted Pat and we start doing stuff last year with with different free agents. Um, we before Pat even had this season. You know, we were anticipating him being a franchise quarterback. So there was a reason why he moved up from 27 to 10. And when we did that, everything you know since when I took over was even though we didn't start yet, like we're anticipating him having a mega deal and a mega contract. So we've already kind of laid the foundation and, and uh, are planning for that. It's going to be challenging, and there'll be certain things that we have to do, but um, it's a good problem to have, and I think teams would want to have those type of problems. The good problem to have, and yeah. it is a good problem to you have. You guys yeah, are fun to watch, man. The really best are. player in the league, that is yeah. a very good right. problem Second to have. best player, and Rodgers still no, better. No, no, Sorry. no. Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> Thanks for some of your yeah. time. Good luck yeah. with the combine and everything else, buddy. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Brad Veach. Thanks, Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks to all of you for listening to today's PFT PM podcast. We will be back again tomorrow, PFT Live, 6 a.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Radio. Four hours of live content on NBCSN. And then it's time to load up the truck and head home to West Virginia for the quarterback workouts that will be on Saturday, plus Back to the grindstone, back to the posting, back to everything that you're used to at ProFootballTalk.com. Plenty of things still to come this offseason and hopefully three to five times per week here with the PFTPM podcast. We appreciate your support of the endeavor and we will talk to you again very soon. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 